Hello, good evening, welcome to my new episode. Right, today's episode is about narcissism. A very hot topic, isn't it? Right, a tendency towards um, narcissism is present, I think, in everyone, to more or less, uh, of a degree. Sometimes you don't know if someone is particularly high in this personality quality until you've gotten deeply involved in a relationship and you come to realise that the very qualities that attract you to a person are the narcissistic qualities that now annoy you. You may have a sibling or a parent or the relative whose narcissistic personality traits you're forced to confront but can't control or challenge or even be forced to work with a boss or co-worker, a teacher or a student or an employee with strong narcissistic tendencies. Just because some people are narcissists does not mean they're unlovable. People high in narcissism may also be fun, charismatic, good at what they do. Having them around gives you more pleasure than pain. And um, in the workplace enhance your team's success. You may, if you have a choice in the matter, prefer the idea of reforming the narcissist in your life rather than leaving him or her by the wayside, some people's narcissism may um, make them so vulnerable to rejection that you fear the harm um, will come to you. It will come to them if you shun them aside. So not all narcissists are created alike. So the way you choose to handle one in your life should be based on which type you're dealing with. So I remember this. There's a this professor at the University of. Um, there's a psychologist, sorry, at the University of Nottingham. Um, it's called Vincent Egan. He questioned a sample of over 850 online participants to determine the relationship between subjective well-being and narcissistic personality tendencies. Right. Um, previous researchers have distinguished between vulnerable and grandiose narcissistic types. Uh, a vulnerable narcissist outward shell of self-centeredness and self-absorption masks a weak inner core. In contrast, grandiose narcissists truly believe in their own greatness and they may even be almost as good as they think they are. Both are var varieties of narcissism, but particularly those of the grandiose type may share the larger dark traits alongside the so-called Machiavellism and psychopathy. So people high in both narcissism and Machiavellianism, Egan and Tim point out, are the ones who really get on their skin. Their antagonism makes them particularly hard to live with. And they almost always get in the way of your accomplishment. Machiavellian narcissists have mastered the art of one-uppance as they try to show their superiority while streamrolling over everyone else's feelings and opinions. So this professor at the University of um, Nottingham, Egan, and other collaborators pointed out that no previous researchers had looked at the role of emotions, especially positive emotions, in the studies of dark triad 
they believe that narcissism might have different different relationships to happiness than would uh, psychopathy and Machiavellianism. In other words, it might be possible to be a happy narcissist, but less possible to be a happy psychopath or manipulator. So this professor Egan, um, he rated he the participants that he selected, which are around eight hundred and fifty, rated themselves on a general personality test that provided ratings on the big five or five factor traits of extroversion, emotional stability, neurosit, uh, neuroticism, agreeableness, openness to experience and conscientiousness. They also rated their dark triad personality traits like their their subjective well being was assessed with one skill measuring happiness and another measuring their satisfaction with life. After condensing and an, analysing the scores on all these measures, uh, Egan's team was able to identify four groups within the sample Vulnerable narcissists, grandiose narcissists, and a group identified by their overall unhappiness, and finally one identified by overall happiness and low narcissism scores. So, based on this, I think I think I tried to 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 sort out some of the ways that people can deal with narcissists. In several um, situations or conditions that you might find yourself with them. First, determine which which type of narcissist you're dealing with. Vulnerable narcissists don't feel particularly good about themselves at heart. In contrast to grandiose narcissists, they're less out there with their emotions, and so you might not realize when they're undercutting you or getting your way. If you're trying to put these people in your family or, or your work or, or your team in your work to best use. The grandiose masses might be your best ally as long as you can get get that person on board with your overall group's, group's goals. The second thing is acknowledge your annoyance. As noted above, um, masses can be antagonistic and get under your skin. If you're trying to get something done and one person is always interrupting or trying to shine the spotlight on himself or herself, recognizing uh, where your frustration is coming from can help you give the strength you need to put um, a stop to it. The third thing is you need to appreciate where the behavior comes from. Vulnerable narcissists need to make themselves feel better about themselves, which is why they can become sneaky on the cutting. They may question your authority just to create mischief. Once you recognize that they are coming from a place of insecurity, you can provide them with just enough reassurance to get them to settle down and focus on what needs to be done. Too much reassurance and you will find their egocentric flames, but the right amount will allow, you, will allow them to calm down and get to the task at hand. And the the fourth point is you need to evaluate the context. Narcissism, not all of them. Well, let's say it's not all or nothing personality traits. Certain situations may elicit a, mass, a person's insecurities. 
uh, more than others. Let's say a woman was turned down for a promotion and she wanted very much and now must continue to work with the person who got the job. Her insecurity only worsened with time, leading her to become defensively narcissistic, vindictive and spiteful. If you know a person like this, it's important to remember that situation helped create the monster with whom you must now interact. The fifth thing is you need to maintain a positive outlook. If you are dealing with a narcissist who would derive pleasure from watching others suffer, then seeing the pain they cause will only egg them on to more aggressive counter behaviour. Don't look ruffled, even if you're feeling annoyed and eventually eventually that behaviour will diminish in frequency. Furthermore, my by keeping the previous tips in mind you may also be able to ease the situation so things actually improve. Um, the thing is, don't let yourself get derailed by that. It's easy to lose your sense of purpose or goals when a narcissist tries to take centre stage. You don't you don't you don't need to attend to everything this person says or does, no matter how how much he or she clamours for your attention. Find the balance between moving ahead in the direction you want to pursue and alleviating the vulnerable narcissistic anxieties and uh Insecurities. If it's a grandiose type of narcissist, you may want to acknowledge his feelings or her feelings, but then move on anyway. Um, the seventh thing is keep your sense of humour. Calling a narcissist bluff may mean that you ignore the person, but it might might also mean that you might. You may you you made that bluff with a laugh at least once in a while, without being cruel um, about it. You can't point to the inappropriateness of the person's egocentric behaviour with a smile or joke. This will be particularly appropriate for the grandiose type of nurses who will probably find it entertaining and possibly instructive. The other thing is recognise that. The person may need help is another thing because some narcissists truly have low self-esteem and profound feelings of inadequacy. It's important to recognise when they call whether when they can um, benefit from pro professional intervention despite the belief that personality is immutable. Psychotherapy research shows that um, people can change even long-standing behaviours. Bolstering the individual's self-esteem may not be uh, something you can tackle on your own, but it's something you can work on on the outside. Um, right, I think I've exhausted all the solutions, but then I think there are more things, there are more ways you can tackle the nurses. I'm not a psychotherapist or a psychiatrist myself, but these are the points that I've listed. I hope you guys found that... <coughs> that helpful so thank you very much good evening hope to see you in my next podcast bye good night
Hello, good evening, welcome to my new episode. Right, today's episode is about narcissism. Very hot topic, isn't it? Right, a tendency towards um, narcissism is present, I think, in everyone, to more or less, uh, of a degree. Sometimes you don't know if someone is particularly high in this personality quality until you've gotten deeply involved in a relationship and you come to realise that the very qualities that attract you to a person are the narcissistic qualities that now annoy you. You may have a sibling or a parent or the relative whose narcissistic personality traits you're forced to confront but can't control or challenge or even be forced to work with a boss or co-worker, a teacher or a student or employee with strong narcissistic tendencies. Just because some people are narcissists does not mean they are unlovable. People high in narcissism may also be fun, charismatic, good at what they do. Having them around gives you more pleasure than pain. And um, in the workplace enhance your team's success. You may, if you have a choice in the matter, prefer the idea of reforming the narcissist in your life rather than leaving him or her by the wayside. Some people's narcissism may... Um, make them so vulnerable to rejection that you fear the harm um, will come to you it will come to them if you shun them aside. So not all narcissists are created alike. So the way you choose to handle one in your life should be based on which type you're dealing with. So I remember this there's a this professor at the University of um there's a psychologist sorry at the University of Nottingham. Um it's called Vincent Egan. He questioned a sample of over 850 online participants to determine the relationship between subjective well-being and narcissistic personality tendencies, right? Um, previous researchers have distinguished between vulnerable and grandiose narcissistic types. Uh, a vulnerable narcissist outward shell of self-centeredness and self-absorption mask a weak inner core. In contrast, grandiose narcissists truly believe in their own greatness and they may even be almost as good as they think they are. Both are var varieties of narcissism but particularly those of the grandiose type may share the larger dark traits alongside the so-called Machiavellism and psychopathy. So people high in both narcissism and Machiavellianism, Egan and Tim point out, are the ones who really get on their skin. Their antagonism makes them particularly hard to live with and they almost always get in the way of your accomplishments. Machiavellian narcissists have mastered the art of one-uppance as they try to show their superiority while streamrolling over everyone else's feelings and opinions. So this professor at the University of um, Nottingham, Egan, and other collaborators pointed out that no previous researchers had looked at the role of emotions, especially positive emotions, in the studies of dark triad 
they believe that narcissism might have different different relationships to happiness than would uh, psychopathy and Machiavellianism. In other words, it might be possible to be a happy narcissist, but less possible to be a happy psychopath or manipulator. So this professor Egan, um, he rated he the participants that he selected, which are around eight hundred and fifty, rated themselves on a general personality test that provided ratings on the big five or five factor traits of extroversion, emotional stability, neurosit, uh, neuroticism, agreeableness, openness to experience and conscientiousness. They also rated their dark triad personality traits like their their subjective well being was assessed with one skill measuring happiness and another measuring their satisfaction with life. After condensing and an analysing the scores on all these measures, uh, Egan's team was able to identify four groups within the sample vulnerable narcissists, grandiose narcissists, and a group identified by their overall unhappiness, and finally one identified by overall happiness and low narcissism scores. So based on this, I think I think I tried to 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 sort out some of the ways that people can deal with narcissists in several um, situations or conditions that you might find yourself with them. First, determine which which type of narcissist you're dealing with. Vulnerable narcissists don't feel particularly good about themselves at heart. In contrast to grandiose narcissists, they're less out there with their emotions and so you might not realise when they're undercutting you or getting your way. If you're trying to put these people in your family or, or your work or, or your team in your work to best use, a grandiose narcissist might be your best ally as long as you can get get that person on board with your overall group's, group's goals. The second thing is acknowledge your annoyance. As noted above, um, narcissists can be antagonistic and get under your skin if you're trying to get something done and one person is always interrupting or trying to shine the spotlight on himself or herself, recognising uh, where your frustration is coming from can help you give the strength you need to put um, a stop to it. The third thing is you need to appreciate where the behaviour comes from. Vulnerable narcissists need to make themselves feel better by themselves, which is why they can become sneaky on the cutting. They may question your authority just to create mischief. Once you recognise that they are coming from a place of insecurity, you can provide them with just enough reassurance to get them to settle down and focus on what needs to be done. Too much reassurance and you will find their egocentric flames, but the right amount will allow, you, will allow them to calm down and get to the task at hand. And the, the fourth point is you need to evaluate the context. Narcissism, not all of them. Well, let's say it's not all or nothing personality traits. Some situations may elicit a, mass, a person's insecurities. 
uh, more than others, let's say a woman was turned down for a promotion and she wanted very much and now must continue to work with the person who got the job. Her insecurity only worsened with time, leading her to become defensively narcissistic, vindictive and spiteful. If you know a person like this, it's important to remember that situation helped create the monster with whom you must now interact. The fifth thing is, you need to maintain a positive outlook. If you are dealing with a narcissist who derives pleasure from watching others suffer, then seeing the pain they cause will only egg them on to more aggressive counter-behaviour. Don't look ruffled, even if you're feeling annoyed and eventually, eventually that behaviour will diminish in frequency. Furthermore, my, by keeping the previous tips in mind, you may also be able to ease the situation so things actually improve. Um, the thing is, don't let yourself get derailed by that. It's easy to lose your sense of purpose or goals when a narcissist tries to take centre stage. You don't, you, don't, you don't need to attend to everything this person says or does. No matter how how much he or she clamours for your attention, find the balance between moving ahead in the direction you want to pursue and alleviating the vulnerable narcissistic anxieties and uh, insecurities. If it's a grandiose type of narcissist, you may want to acknowledge his feelings or her feelings, but then move on anyway. Um, the seventh thing is keep your sense of humour. Calling a narcissist bluff may mean that you ignore the person, but it might might also mean that you might you may you you made that bluff with a laugh at least once in a while, without being cruel um, about it. You can't point to the inappropriateness of the person's egocentric behaviour with a smile or joke. This will be particularly appropriate for the grandiose type of nurses who will probably find it entertaining and possibly instructive. The eighth thing is, recognise that the person may need help is another thing, because some narcissists truly have low self-esteem and profound feelings of inadequacy. It's important to recognise when they, call, when they, when they can um, benefit from pro professional intervention Despite the belief that personality is immutable, psychotherapy research shows that um, people can change even long-standing behaviours. Bolstering the individual's self-esteem may not be uh, something you can tackle on your own, but it's something you can work on on the outside. Um, right, I think I've exhausted all the solutions, but then. I think there are more things, there are more ways you can tackle the narcissist. I'm not a psychotherapist or a psychiatrist myself, but these are the points that I've listed. I hope you guys found that, <coughs> that helpful. So, thank you very much. Good evening. I hope to see you in my next podcast. Bye. Good night.